0: My my name's Corey Nichols. I work for an incredible organization called Destiny Rescue. We're an international Christian-based organization that's dedicated to rescuing and restoring children enslaved in the sex trade. I'm gonna be sharing my story a little bit later in my message, but I wanted to um, first start off by by just saying thank you for having me. I, I grew up in Indiana, the Midwest. I'm a Hoosier. And there is more than corn in Indiana, I can promise. Not much. You know, I love being out here on the West Coast with palm trees and mountains. Everywhere you look, there's incredible beauty. Our highest point of elevation is an overpass. So, you know, when, when it snows and it's freezing cold, you, you go to the overpass to try to slide down on a sled. So, you know, I... I been really enjoying myself the last two two years that I've been out here living. Um, so never take it for granted. You live in one of the best places on earth. Um, it is beautiful. <clears throat> and. I just love all the great fruit that's happening from your ministry. Just the explosion of a new incredible facility to reach new people. God's opening the door for radio and and who knows what else in the future. But you guys have grabbed it by the horns and you're stepping out, believing God and trusting him. And you're saying yes to him. And because of that, Untold numbers of people are gonna come to Jesus Christ and you are impacting people for eternity to come. So thank you, Living True. Thank you, Pastor Michael, for saying yes to God and fulfilling the great commission, the purpose he's put in each of you. Your yes matters. So I'm talking to you this morning about an issue that's a, it's a big issue. It's the issue of human trafficking. But I think God has a bigger message for you this morning. And it's not about our organization. It's about your yes matters. It matters that you as individuals say yes to God, that you are answering the calling and the purpose he has for you. He wants to use you to do something incredible in life. In fact, the scripture says, oops, can we go? I think, I don't know what I did. Let's see if we do this again. There we go. Second Chronicles 16.9 says this. For the eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the earth, that he might strongly support him whose heart is completely devoted to him. In other words, God, here I am. Yes, I'm available. I'm willing to go where you send me. I'm willing to do what you want. He's looking for ordinary, average people that he can put his spirit, his power, his anointing on to do something incredible. He wants to use you, not just me who's up here speaking on a stage or Pastor Michael and those on the radio or those overseas on a missions field. He wants to use you to make a difference in your community, in your home. He wants to use your your yes matters. There's a scripture in in Jeremiah 1.5. It says this, before I formed you, speaking of Jeremiah I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God had a pre-plan for him marked out. He equipped him and, and built him with certain personality and traits and talents. And he put his spirit of approval on him to do something incredible. And Jeremiah said, yes. And because of that, he spoke to a nation and turned it back to God and he he challenged them and he motivated them and encouraged them when they were down. God wants to do the same with you and I. The scripture says in John 15:8, "My father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples." God does not want us as his people just to get saved and just hope to get to heaven. I don't know, I used to have that mentality. I'm saved, that's all there is to the Christian life. Just do that and get to heaven. No, God actually has a purpose for you here on this earth. As long as you're breathing, he has purpose for you and he's given us his Holy Spirit that will lead us into truth and guide us and direct us into the good works he has for you. The scripture says in in Ephesians 2.10, I love this scripture, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the work, the good things he planned for us long ago. He has, He's already marked out good things for you. And you know what? The enemy wants nothing more to seek, kill, and destroy you and keep you ineffective on the sidelines of life. But Christ has done everything through the power of his death and resurrection so that we can be empowered by him through his Holy Spirit to do something incredible on this earth. He wants to use you. Amen. 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 Your yes actually matters. You know, I, I want to pose this to you. All of heaven is standing at attention waiting for you to respond to God's calling on your life. Maybe you've responded long ago and throughout your life, but somehow you're stuck. Maybe it's an unfair situation that happened to you, and you feel like you've been unjustly treated, and so instead of putting a foot forward, trusting God that he'll work it out and that he will be your justice, you've somehow gotten on the sidelines and you're ineffective. And I believe God has brought me here today to awaken in you that your yes matters, What books will be written, Christian books that are inspired by God that will go on and touch this world, this community, because you have said yes to God? What radio programs will be a seed of hope to somebody in need because you've responded to yes to God? How will this community look? The high schools, I love that Pastor Brian and the evangelistic team is going into these schools being hope. There are so many voices in this world that are telling an opposite message in the truth of the gospel. And God wants people to know that they can be set free and delivered and that he loves them. But you know how that happens? When we respond with yes to God and we fulfill our purpose. He loves you. What dreams, what miracles will take place on the opposite side of your yes? God has something incredible for you. You know, this is a year of elections. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, God's not not God's not scared, but you know how we change this country? is by responding to yes to God. God wants to do a deep work in us so he can do a deep work through us to reach our world and our community and our government. The government's not the answer. Jesus is the answer. He shapes and changes the world through his spirit and he works through you and I. There's an incredible quote that I came across and It just has so resonated with me. It's by Sir Edmund Burke. It says this, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is that good men and women do nothing. They do nothing. They know there's problems in our world, but instead of them feeling like they're the answer through Christ, they go on and just do nothing. I love the story, the Good Samaritan story, because there was a Good Samaritan. He was inconvenienced on his way somewhere. And he saw this man beaten and left for dead. And he responded and did something incredible. And he has gone down in history as the good Samaritan. But do you know that story had two other candidates that walked on by, they were religious people and they did nothing. Hear that, they did nothing. And my heart today is to awaken the hero, the person that God has created you to be, that you will become that. I don't care if you're in your 80s or if you're 10 or 5. God wants to use you to make a difference. Martin Luther King Jr. says this. Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Here was a man. He had no clue that he would shape our nation. But God had put in him a justice heart. And that he saw that people were being treated as less than equals based off the color of their skin. And he decided he was gonna do something. And he rallied a nation to change laws and change the direction and the course of our nation. And he ended up losing his life for it. But do you know his legacy still speaks on today? His voice still speaks. In fact, there's a Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard in almost every major city in our country. And he has gone down in history as a a person that has shaped and changed our world with much opposition. But God was with him and did something incredible with his life. There's There's a story in Isaiah. Isaiah chapter six, it says, the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord seated on the throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his glory fills the whole earth. You know, God God shows up in crisis. Have you noticed that? He's not surprised. He wants us to learn to lean on him and trust him. And he actually wants to use us in crisis to bring hope and and confidence in God to others. And so the Lord had a conversation with himself saying, um, he says this, then I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people? Who will go for us? I said, here I am, send me. In other words, Isaiah was like, don't count me out. I, w- I say yes to you. I wanna fulfill the purpose you have for me. And he was willing and he was available. And God went on to use him in an incredible way to bring hope, to bring conviction, to turn a nation back to himself. And I love this, uh, the scripture in Isaiah 61 where he he goes on and and talks about the Messiah, the coming of the Messiah. God used Isaiah in an incredible way, and he wants to use you and me. It's not just for them. Psalm 82, three through four says this. Give justice to the poor and the orphan. Uphold the rights of the oppressed and the destitute. Rescue the poor and helpless. Deliver them from the grasp of evil people. God wants his people to actively be involved in the earth to bring justice, to bring freedom, to liberate. And if you look throughout scripture, that that was God's heart, delivering the Israelites out of bondage, sending judges through judges, through the prophets, through the New Testament, through Jesus Christ, and then the church to bring hope and deliverance to people in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's God's heart. And I wanna share with you my own story and journey because I think this really hits home my whole message that your yes matters. You see, I grew up in a great Christian family in the Midwest, had a great family upbringing, a great heritage. And when I was in elementary school, I would daydream, why was I born in this generation? Kind of a lofty thought for a, a fifth grader, but nonetheless, it did happen And I began to question, why was I born now? I would listen in history class about slaves in America being bought and sold and treated as less than animals when they were made in the image of Almighty God based off the color of their own skin. And something stirred in me that said, that's not right. That's not okay. I want to do something. Why was I born now and back then? If I was born back then, I would do something. Isaiah sixty one eight going back to Isaiah, says this, for I, the Lord, love justice. See, God put a justice heart in me and he's put a justice heart in his church. And he wants his church involved in issues around the world that he cares significantly about. And that is the orphan and the widow and those being mistreated in horrific ways. And God put that seed in me all those years earlier because he had a purpose and a calling on my life to set captives free one day. Well, fast forward into my high school years. I was 16 years old and my parents went through a tragic divorce. And it was a very difficult time for me. I was in my adolescence years. I was growing to be a man. And I remember the day my dad walked out of our home, tears streaming down my face saying, daddy, don't leave. And he walked out. That hurts to a young boy, a young man trying to figure life out. And it seems like one blow after the next. And if that wasn't enough, the very week that happened, we had a close friend of our family. He ended up spending the night to comfort our family in a time of need. And I woke up to him sexually molesting me. You know, sometimes when you're down, you get kicked. And not everything in life is fair or treated as just and you're left going, what in the world are you doing, God? And I had to go through my own healing journey. It took years. And God began to speak to my heart. Corey, I did not author this. But I want you to know that I can turn around and use this for great good if you'll trust me and walk by faith with me. The scripture says it this way in Romans eight twenty eight: 28. For God works all things to the for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And so I went on to college and I got a degree in architecture, had a very successful career after that. I moved to Atlanta, Georgia for almost six years as a successful architect. And then the 2008 economy collapse happened. Are anyone familiar with the 2008 economy collapse? I'm very familiar with it. That was a marked stone in my life. It was the year I lost everything. I had a nice house, my own house. I didn't have to rent, unlike many places in California. I had my own house. I had a nice sports car. I was living, in many ways, the dream, and I was serving God faithfully. And our firm struggled, and eventually we had layoffs, and I couldn't find work coast to coast. And I began to cry out to God, what are you doing? This clearly is not in my plan. How could this be part of your plan? This stinks, and I lost everything. And I remember the day putting all of my furniture out of my driveway, basically having to give it away at a short window of time to make it home back to my parents' house, my dad and stepmom's house, and moved into their basement for the first time in 11 years, and was in their basement for two years without a car. And it was in that ultimate low point that I considered a low point. I think God had a different story. That deep on the inside, I felt God speak to me. You know, sometimes God has to remove the clutter of our lives to bring us to a place where we're willing to listen. Instead of doing for God, we're willing to listen to what he has for our lives and we're willing to be led by him. There's a difference. And I said, deep on the inside, I felt God speak to me. He said, "Core, I want you to set captives free. I said, what does that mean? I need set free. I need set free from all this stuff that I just went through. And how am I going to do something for you? I'm broke. I have no money. And God was like, I don't need your money. I need you. I need your yes. I need you to be open, willing, and available to go anywhere I send you. That my spirit can lead and direct your life. And when you do that, I will empower you. Put my stamp of approval on it. And I own the cattle on a thousand hills. And I can resource anything I want done. I just want you open, willing, and available to me. And I just said in humility, yes, God, it's just yes. And I realized today that my yes matters. It matters to future generations and to people now that need hope. You see, all the while going through all that junk, behind the scenes, God was working in my life, building in me character that I could one day offer hope to people. And he was bringing me to an end of myself, pride, arrogance, self-reliance, that I was willing to do whatever he asked, share any of the muck of my past to help people because that's what real ministry is. It's getting me out of the way that they can see the Jesus Christ that's alive and well on planet earth. He's alive, people. Jesus is alive and he's well and he's doing incredible things. And so I just said, yes, within two months of me starting a free blog, because that's all I knew to do. Well, I'm just going to share about my past because that's all I have. Within two months, the largest Christian newspaper company in the country contacted me. So we found your blog. We love how you write. What would you think about writing for us? I never even knew I could write. God's hand of approval. And he can open doors, no man can can shut. Do You know how many blogs are out there and how many people are trying to make it? Millions. And the fact that they found my little blog with no search engine optimization or anything, they just found it, is God. And I began a published writing career and I began to help people. And I came across this organization called Destiny Rescue. And they were literally fighting on the front lines for children that had been horrifically sexually abused. Offering them a way out of the, really the hellhole that they're in. That they can, they can have hope and redemption in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I said, you know what? I want to write an article on your organization. I have a sphere of influence and I want to use it to promote you. And so I found out you could go overseas and visit their work in Thailand and Cambodia. And I wanted to interview the founder and interact with rescue victims out of human trafficking. And so that's what I did. I went over there to do that. Halfway through the trip, the founder approached me and said, hey, we found your blog. Or no, no, we didn't find your blog. He said, our writer's leaving the organization. What would you think about coming on staff and writing for us? That means you'd have to move to Thailand. And I was like, oh, no. Nope, nope, nope. I've never had a desire to live in Asia, ever, ever. How does this clearly fit into your plan or my plan for sure? And once again, I had this wrestling match. I told him no. I came back to the United States. And in my own quiet time with God, I happened to be reading through the story of Esther in the Bible. I don't know, but that totally lined up with the situation I was in. And God's people were gonna be annihilated. And here this common woman was raised up for such a time as this, and she was gonna keep quiet. And her older cousin Mordecai sent her a message And says, don't think that you and your family would be safe if you say nothing, but could it be that God has raised you up for such a time as this? And that scripture, it like hit me like a ton of bricks. And and I felt God in that moment took me into my past and said, Corey, I'm not wasting any of your past. I want to use it to bring great good in the earth. Will you trust me? And I said, okay, God, I'm done trying to figure it out. It's Yes. And I moved overseas to Thailand to become Destiny Rescue's senior copywriter and eventually their media director. Two leading causes that I found that why kids end up in the sex trade, the breakdown or instability of family and poverty. Two things I walked through in my own journey with God. God did not author some of those things like the abuse, but he wasn't wasting it. In fact, it was beautifully woven into the story of my life and I would not have the conviction or the passion or the determination to help kids around the world had I not walked through my own deep valley of the shadow of death. But God was with me every step of the way and today I'm a a voice on behalf of millions of kids around the world that cannot stand up for themselves. God wants to use ordinary people like you and me to do something extraordinary. You see, this next picture is a story of a 16-year-old girl when I lived overseas in Thailand. Our founder and I went in undercover into a brothel and we were sitting with this beautiful 16-year-old girl and when she was asked to get up on a stage to dance, the, the, the brothel manager was pressuring her to get up there. She was stripped of her dignity. She was stripped of everything and she was sitting there trying to cover herself up. While lustful eyes were gazing on her and these other women. And I happened to look in the mirror and see a devastating face on her. It was like a ghost, hoping that this situation would end, and it went on and on and on. And in that moment, God quickened to scripture in Isaiah 58, where it says this, Corey, you know the fasting I'm pleased with? As when you clothe the naked. And I want you, Corey, to be busy clothing the naked in our world, to be a voice on behalf of her and millions of other children, that it's falling to deaf ears, but it has not fallen to deaf ears because I have heard, and I want to waken my church to this issue, that they can be involved in this fight. And I said, God, I'm willing to do whatever you want. It's yes. Four months later, four months later, we rescued that beautiful girl. Do you know why it took four months? Because her own parents sold her into the brothel. They sold their own daughter into the most unthinkable situation, forced to do unthinkable acts. I've seen it. I've lived it. And God wants to awaken people. She is now doing very well today in our care, and she's getting a college education. We have set her life up to succeed. That is what Destiny Rescue and God is doing in the earth. Amen? So let me bring to light a little bit about the issue of human trafficking. Human trafficking is a global issue. There's there's more slaves in our world today than at any other point in human history. Think about that for a second. More slaves today than any other point in human history. There's an estimated 27 to 36 million men, women, and children enslaved. It affects every country in our world, all 50 states. It's a $150 billion a year industry. And it's the fastest growing illegal enterprise in our world today. 99 billion of it is specific to sexual exploitation, and over half of them are women and children. Sadly, 1.2 million children are trafficked each year. 1.2 million. So why, why are some of these people, why, why is this such a big issue around the world? There's a couple reasons, especially in the second and third world countries, why this is, um, why this is growing at such mass proportions. Number one is this issue thrives in, in countries where there's weak justice systems. It thrives there. There's a lack of resources, a lack of people, manpower, and tools to really combat this issue, and just evil in general. It's hard to hold people accountable when you have lack of resources. You, you, cut, you, you include on that, many times they have weak laws. So like if someone were to... Um, um, abuse a child, they can pay to get out of jail on bond, and then they flee the country, and so in the United States, they can't do that, but in a lot of countries, they can do that. Then you throw in there that there's high corruption in these countries. They get paid very little. Even the police make like $300 a month. So they're looking for other ways to make money, and one way is human trafficking, and so they will turn a blind eye to these kids being enslaved so that they get paid under the table to earn a better income for their own selves. And then you throw in their extreme poverty where people are making $1.50 a day or $3 a day and a lack of education. It becomes the perfect storm to exploit and take advantage of people looking for work, starving families, sending their kids out looking for work. It becomes an easy, they become easy targets to traffickers and brothel owners that will exploit them. So, our mission, Destiny Rescue's mission, is to end child sexual slavery worldwide. We rescue the sexually exploited and enslaved. We restore the abused. We protect the vulnerable. We empower the poor. And we're a voice for the voiceless. Um, We currently work in Thailand, Cambodia, Laos. India, the Philippines and the Dominican Republic. And we're expanding in new new countries all the time. We just launched in the Dominican Republic in November of this past year and we've rescued over 12 children there already. And so we're continuing to expand, it's amazing. We also, so that's where we do rescue, aftercare and prevention work. We also work in the United States, Australia and New Zealand doing like what I'm doing, building relationships and partnerships bringing to light this issue to audiences that they might take action and get involved in this fight with us. So part of what I do is I speak in high schools. I speak at universities. I speak in a lot of churches, conferences, whether it's a pastor's conference or an anti-human trafficking conference. Um, Sometimes it's just a church leader's conference. Um, I travel up and down the West Coast bringing to light this issue so that others can fight for these kids as well. So we rescue the sexually exploited and enslaved. We literally will go in undercover into some of the most dark, dangerous places on earth. We're risking our own lives so that these kids have an opportunity to live out their destiny and freedom. We, so literally, you can't just go into these places. It's very dangerous. And so you have to go in posing as a client. And so we will go in identifying underage children. We work closely with anti-trafficking police, and I'll show you a picture of me working with them in a second. But once we go in undercover, we rescue kids in two different ways. One's called a hard rescue. One's called a soft rescue. The soft rescue is where the goal is to build relationship with the child and then offer rescue. And so we'll sit with the child, develop a relationship, and then over the course of time, they learn to trust you. They see that you're very different than the normal, typical customer that goes in, that you're gazing into their eyes out of the eyes of Jesus, giving love and acceptance and not touching these kids inappropriately. And there's something, there's something different about you. I don't know what it is, but something's different. And it's the most beautiful thing. Whenever I would sit with these beautiful kids, I would envision my nieces and nephews of me just giving them their dignity back. And it's amazing. Since 2011, we've rescued over 1,500 children. In 2015, we rescued 380 children. In 2000, 2016, this year so far, we've rescued 55 children, including two four year olds and an eight year old. One of the four year olds and eight year olds was forced to have sex 15 times a day. 15 times a day. There was another organization that went in to try to rescue them, and they were stabbed in the face with knives. Our our agents have had death threats. We know going into these places, our lives are on the line. But you know what? The scripture that comes to me, he who keeps his life loses it. But he who loses his life for Christ's sake has found eternal life. Is there not a better thing to be in the hands of Almighty God, to do his purpose, his will, his way? Amen? Amen. So we're rescuing these kids. I have a story of this beautiful 12-year-old girl. This actually is not her picture, just so you know. Um, but we rescued a 12-year-old girl in 2015. We'll call her May. At 12 years old, she was kicked out of her own home to force to wander the streets on her own and survive. What parent kicks their own child out at 12 years old? So she was sleeping on park benches, and one day a man came up to her and said, hey, I can help you. And this beautiful 12-year-old girl believed the best that her life would be rescued. And so she went with this man, hoping her life would change for the better. He took her back to his home where he locked her in a room in his home for 3 days without food or water and violently raped her. He then began to prostitute her out, prostitute her out 20 times a day for the next 4 to 6 weeks, to where he broke down her will to fight back. That's what traffickers do. They break down the psychological will of their victim to fight back brainwashing them so they feel completely enslaved, that even if they're not chained up or locked up, they feel like he's always watching, and they have to do exactly what they're told. And so he began to prostitute her out in a brothels, earning income for himself off her enslavement. Destiny Rescue found her and another 14-year-old girl last year in a brothel, and today they're thriving in our care in a home that Living Truth Fellowship supports. Amen? You guys are the reason. Because of you, girls just like her have their dignity and hope restored and a beautiful relationship with Jesus Christ. I would say about 70 to 80% of the kids that come through our care come to Christ because he is the greatest physician that can heal the deepest parts of our souls to bring healing and hope and give them their dignity, their self-worth, and speak life into their future and hope. Amen? He does it. And it is because of Living Truth Fellowship that we can go on doing the work that we do. <clears throat> this is me undercover in a brothel in, um, in Bangkok. So literally when people go visit our work on a team trip, there's information in the back that you can get on, on that. You will, um, we will actually go through a red light district. You don't go into the places. But you will walk through an area where we literally rescue kids that I've actually done rescue work. And many of our kids, our largest brothel that we've raided and rescued, we rescued 22 girls. 19 of them were under the age of 18. And in a very touristy area that people are walking up and down the streets and they would have no clue that kids are being bought and sold there on a daily basis. This is me working with anti-trafficking police. So we work with the equivalent of their FBI. We actually work with the United States FBI and many other government organizations and nonprofits like World Vision, IJM, International Justice Mission. Uh, we've looked at partnering with many other organizations as well. So we, we partner well with others. I wanna share one more story before I get on to hope, but this story ends in hope. Two girls were set out to look for work in a factory. They were promised work in a factory. Their parents, their families struggled financially. And so at 15 years old, they were promised work in a factory. As soon as they got down there to this factory, all their documentation was taken from them, and they were forced into the sex trade. They were literally enslaved. They couldn't couldn't go anywhere. All their phones were taken from them. And everywhere they went, they had an older woman that would follow them around, even to the bathroom. When they did not meet their quota for the day, they were beaten. And if they did meet their quota, they were paid in increments of drugs to numb the pain. They were never paid. And then on top of that, they were indentured. um, They were enslaved financially. So they had to pay for their their makeup, their clothes, their room and board, and everything else. And the idea is, is that they would have to pay um, all those things cost so much, they could never fully get out of debt. And so they, they were always told that you have to pay off this debt before you can leave. But they would never get out of debt. And so they were constantly being enslaved in, in, into this situation. One day, one of these girls escaped. And she ran to a shop owner. And she began to share with the shop owner what happened. And this, this story is actually in Thailand. And she went to one of the only Christians... In the area. You see, Thailand is 95% Buddhist culture, 2.5% Muslim culture, 1.2% Christianity in a country of 66 million people. And she happened to run to a shop owner that was owned by a Christian. And that Christian knew of Destiny Rescue. And they ended up taking this beautiful girl to one of our rescue homes where one of our house mothers began to hear the story of this girl. This girl was so elated and excited that she was saved, but she was also distraught because at the very time, her best friend was still enslaved in that brothel. And she knew she couldn't live with herself knowing that she was safe, but her friend was enduring that horrific abuse day after day. So Destiny Rescue dispatched a team of our rescue agents, and they began to pray, God, lead us to the place. They had very vague information on exactly where this brothel was uh, in this area of Thailand. And they flew up to this place, rented a car, and the first brothel they went into, this beautiful young girl came walking up to them, and in their spirit, they knew it was this girl. So they began to ask her questions in their, her native language, and sure enough, she told them that it was truly this girl. And so they found that there were many other girls in there that, um, that were enslaved as well. And so they were able to get enough information to bring prosecution. They had undercover cameras rolling and they were able to talk with the brothel manager on camera to bring prosecution. So they handed that information off, not to the local police, but to another region police that went in and did the investigative work. They raided the place and they rescued 10 girls, six of which were under the age of 18. The brothel owner husband, the brothel owner's husband, this woman's husband was a police officer in the area. And he and another group of police officers were involved in the trafficking of these kids. And every time they would go into the brothel, they would check off that there's no underage kids here. And they would get paid under the table to turn a blind eye. Destiny Rescue is on the front line fighting this war to ensure justice for these kids. And God has definitely put his hand on our lives so that we can ensure that these kids can live out their destiny and freedom. And so this this story actually made national news in Thailand that our organization cooperated with police to ensure the justice. That brothel owner was arrested and put behind bars. That brothel was shut down, and these kids are safe. Amazing. Amazing. So you might ask, well, what happens when we rescue these kids? They actually, this is where the miracles take place. They come into one of our safe homes where they get professional Christian-based counseling. All their daily needs are met, their food, clothing, shelter, They have house parents that model what a healthy family structure looks like. The counselor is really the only person that knows their complete past. They get assigned a case manager and life course class teachers. The case manager discovers what the dreams are in their heart and helps set a course or a plan of action to help them fulfill that over the course of time. If they're under the age of 15 and they've gone through the restoration program, Destiny Rescue will pay for their education. We believe in empowering these kids for future reintegration. When they turn 15 to 17 years old, they can start learning a skill or trade. They can continue with their education and go on to college if they want. Or they can do a combination of the two. So within Destiny Rescue, they can become a professional certified hairdresser, a barista, a cook, a waitress. They can learn to make jewelry, um, which all the jewelry in, out in the courtyard, I got that right, out in the courtyard is available for purchase today, and all of that has been handcrafted by these beautiful girls that we've rescued, and their lives are being restored today. So it's incredible. We also partner with government programs where they can become a, nurse, um, a nursing assistant, an accountant, a lawyer. Really, the sky's the limit. We, again, we're discovering the dreams in them so that they can fulfill that. I would say, again, I just want to mention that 70 to 80% of the kids that come through our care come to Christ. We have about 1,000 kids in our care right now that are, are, it's unbelievable what's happening. I want to share a story of about a beautiful girl. Um, She was there when I was living in Thailand and she became a Christian. We rescued her out of the sex trade. She became a Christian. She went on and excelled in our salon training program and eventually um, she went on where she opened her own salon and um, she ended up hiring other girls that we've rescued in her salon. And she's making some enough money where she's bought her own parents a home, a piece of land, and she's taking care of them off her income. During the time while she was in our care, she was um, the salon training program students had a, a Christmas party. And she got, she mustered up enough courage to get up and speak. And she shared this beautiful story. She said, thank you, Destiny Rescue, that you would consider my life worthy enough to rescue. I now know that I have a father in heaven who really loves me, who believes in me, and has a future and a hope. And I've come into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He means everything to me. And now I have a future and a hope with the, with the salon training program that you've provided for me. All of that is possible because of faithful people like Living Truth Christian Fellowship. I wanna share another brief story of a beautiful girl named Law On. She went through our program and uh, we rescued her. She went through our sewing program in uh, Cambodia, and she was reintegrated, and she reached back out to our staff to give us an update this past February, what happened. And so she went on to get a job in the local community, and she started working for a garment factory. She did so well that they promoted her. Now she's a supervisor in the garment factory, overseeing four managers and a staff of 200. In addition, she got married to a beautiful, awesome man of God. She just had a baby. Uh, that's oh, like it's three months old now. And she, she said that my husband and I, we're building a home. It's not too big and it's not too small, but we're so grateful to God that he's giving us the opportunity to do that. And then she said this, this, this brought tears to my eyes and she said it. Thank you, Destiny Rescue for rescuing me. I now know the bestest God, Jesus, and he means everything to me. When you're supporting our work, you're taking the gospel to the ends of the earth and you're fighting on behalf of kids that are in some of the darkest places on earth and you're tangibly meeting their needs so that they can, so that they can grow and, and mature and be everything that God created them to be. <clears throat> We're a voice for the voiceless. That's what this is supposed to say. I don't know. Yeah, there, up there. There we go. So I travel and I speak on behalf of our organization. I don't look at this as a job. I look at this as a calling to awaken people to this issue and to inspire people that your yes matters. It matters that Living Truth Fellowship, Christian Fellowship partners with us because what that's saying is that kids are being saved, healed, delivered, and coming to Jesus Christ. When you're sowing into this ministry, the gospel's going forth and kids are being changed for eternity. We've had kids go on and they've uh, rescued They've, all their family has come to Christ as a result of them. One family sold their daughter into the brothels. She came into our care. We rescued her. She came to Christ. Her own parents came back and said, we're mortified that this happened, but we're in a sense so grateful because we would never have known the name of Jesus. Is God not a redeeming God? He can redeem even the worst of circumstances and turn around and use it for great good. So you might ask, well, how could I get involved as an individual? I want to inspire and encourage you today that your yes does matter. You see, when you're partnering with us, you're keeping us on the front lines to rescue kids and see their lives radically transformed like Law On and many of the other kids in our care. So we have one program. It's called our our Rescue a Child program. The average cost it takes Destiny Rescue to rescue a child out of the sex trade is $1,500. And maybe for some of you, that's a lot of money, but there's probably people in here that that's not. You could be the reason today that a child is set free and and delivered. It's unbelievable. I I just ran in the OC Marathon and raised $3,000 so that I could see two kids rescued. And you have an opportunity to do that. Is God stirring your heart this morning to possibly see a child rescued? Maybe it's, you can't do a full rescue, but you as a youth group, could partner together to see kids rescued just like many of these other kids. It's a beautiful thing. And, and my prayer is that the Holy Spirit would stir some people's heart to do that. 100% of that $1,500 goes overseas to ensure that rescue. If that's you, you can write a check or you can actually use credit or debit as well. You can see us at the back table in the back. Um, make the checks out to Destiny Rescue. But come please talk to us about that if God is stirring your heart. We also have another incredible Opportunity—it's—it's it's our Adopt a Home program. Literally, you're helping see kids healed, restored, get an education, learn a skill or trade, and then reintegrated back into society. It's thirty-five dollars a month to support one of our rescue homes. Living Truth Christian Fellowship, as a whole congregation, is supporting one of our homes, our Laos Home, and they're also raising enough funds you collectively as a congregation to rescue a child this year. So you guys are doing something. But if God is stirring your heart as an individual to partner with us by by, um, adopting a home. We need an army of people that will join with us to, to help support one of our homes. It's $35. So what you would do basically is, this is one of our profile cards. There's five cards in the back. They each represent different countries and different homes. You take out the back piece, this back piece. You'll keep this. You take out this back piece and you would turn this back into me. Um, today or if you need to think about or talk about it with your husband you can take it home and then mail that in if that's what you want but I'll be back in the back answering questions about that also and then lastly we have handcrafted jewelry as I mentioned earlier that's been made by these girls And just simply by purchasing the jewelry, you're helping us rescue and restore kids. And you're keeping those employed. For every $12 sold, it keeps one of our kids employed for a day um, in in jewelry making. So it's a great opportunity. And I just want to end with this. All it takes for evil to triumph in our world is that good men women do nothing. Whether you support the work of Destiny Rescue or not, my heart is that you fulfill the very purpose that God has created in you, that you say yes to him and you bear the fruit that God has intended for you to bear in this earth. May God richly bless you. May his face and hand shine upon you as you go out today. God bless you. Thank you very much.